proudest day, and the proudest time, and the, the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and, and, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still picture that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast. Uh, before we begin this episode, we want to pass on our condolences to the uh, family and friends of Damien Fleming, who sadly lost his life in a tragic accident a couple of weeks ago in the Clare Rally. Um, yeah, what, what can we say that hasn't already been said? So, deepest condolences to all involved and to all the, the, the crews and the services and that, that was attended the scene of the accident as well, too. So, Connor, um, you know, it's been a tough couple of weeks, but we're back well in with Chile on there last weekend. Um, another fascinating round of the WRC. It was, and a fantastic one to watch. And, and you know, again, following the coverage. Oh, I don't know. You could have been in Wales half the time. It looked more like, um, you know, Rally GB looking at the forest and the roads. But it was a great event and uh, a well-deserved and, a you know, a, a timely win for M-Sport. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And like Toyota, you know, unbelievable that they got the tyre called so wrong on the Saturday morning. Yeah, and a fascinating story too about it. Like you know, they they were adamant they were going for the softs, and the softs just basically ran out of rubber by the the second stage of the morning, and they struggled. And M Sport, and it seems to be very much um, the engineers of M Sport had a very strong input into the tire choice, and Tannock trusted their judgment, and it certainly paid off. For sure, for sure. And your heart has to go out to Timo and you know who was having probably one of his strongest drives now in a, in a good few years now. And look, like, you know, was he, going to, well, was he going to be allowed to hold on to second? We'll never know. But, like, such an unfortunate off then Sunday morning. Um, yeah, listen, just got it, absolutely got it for him. And and by the looks of things, I think they weren't going to impose team orders at this stage in, in the championship. There was no advantage to Neville, you know, being ahead of him. And it was all about the manufacturer's points. And it was just, you know, penultimate stage. He just was maybe, you know, five, four or five inches just too much to the, and, and hit a tree stump and the suspension crumpled. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, I was gutted for him. Absolutely gutted. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, you know, what can we say? Like Roven Perra pretty much looks as if odds on for another title. Yes, maybe Evans maybe take a few points off from the weekend, but I don't think it's, it's going to make any huge difference really be unless Roven Perra is a nightmare now in the last couple of rounds. Well, look, you can never rule out mechanical failure or or some random accident, but um, what do you call it? It so it does certainly look it, like it is roving. The hand is on the t- you know the, the 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 trophy basically at this stage. Um, really, his only competition is his teammate Elvin Evans. Um, doesn't look like Toyota will go down the 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 road orders or the you know team orders side of things either. But um, you know, bar something mad happening it does look like it's roving paris like and what just turned 23 at the weekend you know incredible at that age you know that we're looking at his second championship yeah it's mad isn't it it's, it's so hard to compute that a 23 year old is in line for you know a two-time world champion it's just <laughs> it doesn't you know from we think you know not so many years ago like 
McRae was what twenty seven or something won his first title, and the, that was totally on here though. Like it, they were normally drivers were normally uh, until the thirties before they get their first title. Yeah, that's it. Like clocking up the experience, but again, if you look at you know. Callie's been in a car since what six, seven years old, learning to drift on ice and snow and gravel. Like you know, he he has whilst maybe not been competing the whole time. He's been in a car, you know, for for you know considerable number of years. Like he really has clocked up the experience and the mileage. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know, so you know, like Chile, yeah, fantastic, and like. They, they they really seem to put on an event as well too. It was you know the the ceremonial start on the Thursday evening seemed to be like the crowds, the, the atmosphere. It seemed to be magic. It did, yeah, and they they attracted the crowd. They attracted you know they got the spectators out on the stages and some of those helicopter shots we saw camper vans and trucks and cars and everything parked up yeah. that had been there all night you know before the stages. Um, so it certainly seems to be a country that's embraced its rallying. Mm-hmm. And the comments from some of the drivers saying you know people even outlining the, the you know the road sections to wave and cheer them on. So certainly it's a it's a country that loves its rallying, and uh, it was certainly a fun event to watch. That's for sure, that's for sure. And like, I suppose before we go any further, this week's episode, we didn't really talk too much about it. <laughs> um, this week's episode, we catch up with Marion Evans from Wales Motorsport, not the Melvin Evans Motorsport, the Wales Motorsport, who last week announced that they were running Chris Meek in the RAC rally. So that's going to be Chris and Paul Barrett and the, the one team together. That's going to be a great crack. Like, the, and we're also going in is Michael Kelby, uh, who joined us from M-Sport, giving us his thoughts on the British Rally Championship. And then we all talked to Kyle McBride and Liam McIntyre, who took the junior section in the recent track road rally. And then to finish up, then we catch up with uh, Larry O'Shea and Liam uh, Mackey from Carrick and Sherwood, we'll who give us their thoughts on the, the final round of the Forestry Championship. But, you know, what can we say? The RAC Rally it's you know it's looks you know every year every two years now at this stage we keep saying wow and i think before it's even started this year we're already going wow it's going to be something pretty special this time right uh, look it's, it's a special event um what do you call it and and it's growing in in popularity i suppose it, it harks back to the days of old where you know you had those five-day events you know, uh, the rac uh, rally in GB and you know we've young Solberg taking part Marty McCormick you know there's some strong names there uh, what do you call it competing and, and now we're throwing Chris into the, the mix as well absolutely you know but, you know Oliver Solberg you know another young guy like he's what 21 22 probably as well uh, you know coming to do this event like Marty McCormick you know I remember him doing this rally when he was only a, a young fella back in the day and everybody says, oh, you need to have a few years experience now. But, you know, Marty showed what could be done then too. Like, so, you know, Oliver, it'll be very interesting to see how, how he does. And, you know, with her own favourites like Paul Barrett, you know, uh, Adrian Hillington and all these guys, you know. And like, to them, this is their, you know, this is the pinnacle of their planning for two years almost. That they, everyone's focused towards it. It's almost their Donegal as such, you know. <laughs> like, so um, it's going to be massive. And I just can't wait now for the next few weeks to roll in to see how it all shakes out. 
Yeah, I was wondering how long it'd be before Johnny Gall was mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Uh... <laughs> But I think without further ado, I think we'll hear from Marianne and his thoughts on getting Chris Meek on board. Marianne Evans, um, the exciting news last week broke that uh, you're supplying Chris Meek with a car for the RAC rally. Like, we were already like anticipating like, the RAC this year. It keeps getting bigger and better every year. You know, we have the local, our own local guys, Adrian Hillington, Paul Barrett, you know, and then, you know, the likes of Pritchard and these guys who all want to win the rally. It's, you know, it's on there. You know, big bucket list. But now we have now Chris Meek, Oliver Solberg. It's going to be epic this year, really, isn't it? Oh, massive! It's, it's probably one of the one of the best, biggest RACs I think to date, possibly. Um, from my era, anyway. From however long I've been involved with the RAC, it's definitely the best entry list you will you will see. And the RAC never disappoints. You know. Whenever it does run, it never disappoints. And as I said, this year we'll probably pop that with, you know, the names that are on that entry list. It's uh, going to be epic and massive. Yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, we're probably of a similar vantage. We remember, you know, the RAC rally of old, you know, the Sunday afternoon watching the, the live stages on, you know, Top Gear and then, you know, every, the, the nightly reports. And you were probably lucky enough to get out and see some of the stages are probably local to you. Like, this rally has really encapsulated those memories, those vibes, and to you know, to get a chance to to relive them, it's it is it's it's become a more than the sum of its parts. The RAC rally hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. You know, obviously there's uh, there's a bit of talk being there's a bit of talk being you know who wants who wants the WRC to come back to Britain when you've got the RAC maybe overtaking it. You know, in in in, in some ways, um, it, it's definitely. You know the RSC is definitely rising. It, it's going bigger. It's going stronger, and I'm sure it's going to continue to go bigger and, and stronger again as 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 the years um, go by. But um, yeah, definitely this year is going to be one one hell of a year for for the Roger Albert Clark. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and like you know, also here in and you know the North of Ireland, a couple of weeks ago we were you know privileged to see your new build, the Paul Barrett car over there in the Bushwhacker, and the the buzz that created. And now he's now, you know, a couple of weeks' time he'll be going to the RAC. He's going to have a new teammate, Chris Meek. And like we know what Chris Meek means to rallying what he means to motorsport. Like that's going to be that's going to ratchet up the levels even more again. Oh definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm not sure how Paul's gonna uh, <laughs> take it. Um, but yeah, no, he's uh, you know, Paul himself, he's a um, he's a warrior, he's he's a fighter. Will give his best, like all of them will give them give their best. Um, but yeah, Paul will uh, will give a good fight up to anybody, um, anytime, anywhere, and he proved that last time. To be fair, and I think I said I said so that uh, Paul comes across the water and he goes fast everywhere. You know, uh, you've got people this side that uh, go quite quick in there, you know, where where they know, but Paul goes quick everywhere. And again, there'll be no, it'll be, he'll be no different this uh, this time round. You know, with Gordon Noble by the side of him again, um, they will uh, they will probably be stretching their toe as well a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure he will uh, give Chris a bit of a bit of a fight, or yeah. whoever you know gets you know it's up to them. You know, that's all we can do is just supply them the you know the toys or the the goods to do the to do what they want, and it's up to them really then to 
do whatever they want. That's all we can do is just back them up the best we yeah. can. Yeah, because like you know, every rally driver wants a, the challenge. You know, they don't want to just drive around. They want to be pushed, and like to have the likes of Mick and Oliver Solberg there as well too. Like that's they're going to have to up their game. They're going to have to you know do the homework. They're going to have to you know put in the the time before the event as well. Oh, definitely. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are or what you are or anything. It's the same as anything in any sport, not just rallying, but you will only get out what you put in. Um, and it'll be the same on the RAC. If you don't put a bit of work into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. So I can't push that on competitors, you know, the people in our team. I can't push them to do their homework. But I think they will know that if they want a reward out to the event, out to the effort, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to put a, a, quite a bit of effort in to get a bit of a, bit of a reward out of it, for sure. And they, you know, Chris Meek, as we, we we spoke there before we hit the record button, like Chris Meek is, you know, yes, he's a rally star, but he's so much more than that. You know, the the, the Nitro Rally Cross, you know, the Enduro bikes. He's so well known across the globe. Like, do you just have to up the phone and say, Chris, we want to do the RIC Rally. Are you up for it, or is there quite a bit of negotiation before it can all fall into place? No, no, there, there wasn't, to be honest. Um, uh, um, it, it was a case of, uh, uh, yeah, we, we were just driving, we were just driving uh, myself and one of the guys on the last RIC, actually, in the middle of the night, we were traveling somewhere, going to a different halt, and um, we were thinking, you know, who would be who would be a good name to have doing the Roger Clark rally next time round? And obviously, you know, you've got your likes of your Ogiers and your Lobes and, you know, these big stars and your Vatanen and, you know, all these kind of guys. But 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 the name that obviously came to us was Chris Meek. Um, going back to the Colin Crazy ages back, you know, uh, a number of years ago. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's just his, not his flamboyant driving style, but not the ego he's got around him. It's just a case of, I don't know. He's got it, doesn't he? You know, he's like Colin McRae. He's just got it. He, he's 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 a type of driver that probably doesn't have to put a great deal of effort into getting the correct time out of a stage. You know, he just does it naturally. And I think that you know, Colin was the same probably. Even though some of these other great drivers do the same, but they do it naturally. They can control the slide and they know when the slide's going to finish or when they want to start the slide, etc. And Chris is just one of them. Um, you know, I've been watching Chris for a very long time since I've been involved in rallying. And for me, he was he was he was the name that I that I would have liked if I was a spectator, which obviously I'm not gonna be a spectator, obviously, but if I was a spectator in, in, in the trees, that's who I'd want to see come through or over a crest or around a corner or, you know, come into view. Is is that man? That, that's who I want to see, and that, and that's why um, we we made it happen. But 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 to be fair, it didn't take much persuasion because um, it was something on his bucket list that he really wanted to do at, at some point. Um, but obviously, the opportunity never had risen before, um, and that's 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 basically why um, he's in the he's in the seat because. Uh, uh, yeah, there was no persuasion he didn't. He, he he was just well up for it. Um, 
and we're yeah looking forward to working with him and and, and doing a couple of tests and and seeing what what he needs you know what's needed um yeah obviously we've got a bit of experience around these cars you know we we work in with you know different drivers like Duval and and Alistair McRae and you know these guys we've, we've worked with before so a bit of an idea what 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 you will need or what will what will be involved in the test you know to make this happen or, or to make him comfortable um you know for him to do what he wants to do um so yeah no took no persuasion at all really he was he was well up for it and one thing I was quite um not surprised then obviously because he's an Irishman um but he's he was quite down to earth to talk to very very straightforward simple easy like one of us guys you know it's yeah. even though it's a massive name in, in in world racing rallying whatever you want to call it you know all this kind of stuff he's been doing the Dakar and everything he's still a down-to-earth guy and it's quite important you know when you go into a five-day event like this that he that you can actually click with somebody and you know make them feel at home in, in you know in their car and whatever and yeah. just give them what they what they want and what, what they expect really so that's yeah. that's quite important because, like you know, you mentioned the you know the the Colin McRae stages back in the day. You know, like the end car from that day was you know Chris. It's still the stuff of legend. You know, whatever fifteen year, fourteen, fifteen years later, like the, you know the love to get him back in the BDG it must be phenomenal out there. You know, the interest this is going to create around the event is going to be like mind blowing. You know, every year or every two years now the RAC keeps getting better and better, but this is going to take it to another level. I think. Uh, definitely, I think it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's another level. I think this year, um, the RSC keeps keeps producing excellent events, you know, every couple of years. Um, and I think this one, well, it is topping already. It is already topping, um, what what has been in the past. Um, and I'm sure it will keep on growing. How will they top it in two years' time, or you know, with 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 other names or different names or whatever? Because as I said, for me. Chris Meek was the man I'd want to see in, you know, in on gravel or in the woods. Um, and I'm sure it's 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 nice for the, the other competitors as well, you know, to you know to be uh, involved, you know, with Chris and Noel, um, and and just I don't know, pace themselves with them and just go up against them and uh, and see, you know, just shrug your shoulders against each other and. Yeah, what what can be any better? Um, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a you know a great event come come a couple of months time. Yeah, and like we can't forget Noel in this equation as well too. Like Noel Tarmac champion this year, you know, two years ago in the RAC, the him and Ocean were up challenging for the lead, and you know as well too. So Noel's a very vital part of this uh, team as well. Oh, definitely. That's um, that's that's one thing you cannot you cannot um forget about you know a, a co-driver it is extremely extremely um important to any team any rallying no matter what length it is or what's involved so there's oh, I this but i'm not saying there's a lot of weight on noel's shoulders but um he's done it before he, he'll know what's needed he's been at the sharp end of it before so he yeah he, he'll know what's needed he'll he'll know what to do and there's a lot a bit of weight on his shoulders to be fair you know to not not just to control chris but to um <laughs> you know just to negotiate with us as well you know and, and tell us what you know what they need or how to improve something or what they want to try or 
yeah, so yeah, it's a bit, yeah, it's quite a bit of uh, pressure on on Noel, and you know, there's it's a lot to it. You know, people don't think about when you go into a five day five day event. It's not just it's not just the car and the driver and the co driver. You 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 there's things to think about like nutrition. You know, feeding yourself, your own body, that kind of stuff. That's that's quite important because you know it's not a day or two. You know, you, you can wing yourself through a day or two. Mm-hmm. You know, with your body, when you you know long days, five days long, you got to look after yourself as well, your own body. You know, that's 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 that's, that's pretty much up there that you uh, that, that you got to look after. And I'm sure Noel, he knows all about this kind of stuff, and he he'll be well aware. You know, a couple of weeks before the event, we'll we'll send some diet sheets out to all competitors of what they want, what they expect, what what they want to. Um, themselves you know to keep themselves what they like etc so mm-hmm. they go a couple of weeks before so um yeah i'm sure he'll be fine he'll be, he's done it before he's been at the sharp end as i said so i'm sure he'll be he'll know exactly what he's doing for sure for sure and then you know as well as that like we spoke at the, at the bush marker from your rover like a, a bdg is such a, a you know yes like you know the local guy can go out and build you know like uh, his own car, you know, him and his son and his father can go out and build the car in the shed. It may not be exactly the same spec as the car you're producing, but it's not going to be a million miles away. That's the great thing about the, the Mark II Escort. It can be anything from like a, a 1600, like a, a two litre car, a 2.5, historic spec, you know, all, all the toys and buses on it. The Mark II is endured now for almost 50 years and it's more popular now than ever. Definitely, definitely. You know, going back a few few years ago, we would we would get involved with with a few different cars. But over the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years, we don't go with any other car bar an historic T five FIA um, BDG car, BDA BDG car. You know, that's um, that's all we do. So so popular. You know, not just not just in Wales or the UK, all over the world. You know, that's. Um, that's where our work tends to be, you know, all over. And um, yeah, it, it's the most popular car in the world by a, by a long shot. Um, and yeah, things do things do move on. But I think where where we can, I don't know, pride ourselves a little bit is we make the stuff. So anything anything that's not quite good enough or whatever over the years or whatever, we I wouldn't just. I wouldn't just change it because that's what a lot of people would do. Something breaks, they just change it. But I think to to stay not ahead of the game, but to stay in a good place in the sport or in in our job, you you've got to go to bed at night. And you've got to think, how can I make that better? You know, how can I make that within the rules, obviously? But how can I make that stronger or better, or more comfortable, or to do different things? And I think that's that's quite important in any job, not just in historic rallying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is such a, you know, you have that canvas that you have to work to, but it's finding those wee differences that can maybe make the difference on, on an event, you know, making something that it can be changed easier, you know, rather than taking 25 minutes to change it, you can change it in 15 minutes. Things like that can make a huge difference on the event. Definitely, definitely. Uh, just just things that we do, like, for instance, on the RSC now, our, our lamp on the front, you know what we do there is slightly different, or probably is different to any other. Ah, it's because we, we we put obviously six lamps in front, but 
we, we put all the electrics on that beam. So basically, there's no drainage because it's important on the RSE that you've got lights. You must be able to see because there's a lot of light driving. So there's no there's no cable drainage or anything. You know, no voltage drop um, because it's all fed through a through a 16 mil squared cable straight from the alternator straight into the straight into the lamp beam, and then that's relayed through straight out to the lamp. So there's no hard drainage. Doesn't drop any any light. It's just little things like that, you know, that that you learn over the years and you make better. Um, yeah, you know, axles and stuff. You know, you've you, you've got your dampers and your damper brackets and your diamond brackets. You know, they, they can break, they can snap, they can elongate, that sort of stuff. But again, that's because we make our own axles. You know, we upgrade that sort of stuff to make them a little bit stronger. So we're, we're, we've been involved, you know, in New Zealand with, you know, with big endurance events over there, which is seven days, you know, over three, three and a half thousand kilometers. So we know what endurance events can take out of a car. Um, so you just bring that experience back into things like the RSE, which is probably just as as hard on the car, if not harder, because it's not saying it's rougher in the UK, but it's a lot smoother in New Zealand. So yeah, you just bring you know a bit of experience from big long other events into this event to try and make it you know a pretty um pretty straightforward. But I don't know, touching a bit of wood. Let, let's hope you know that we don't we don't get much reliability issues. We tend to be fairly good you know with that kind of stuff um mm. we, we tend to do our work then obviously before the event not not on the event um because we're, we're hard on it now and have been for a number of weeks already we're hard on preparing these cars and planning this and the other trying to picture different scenarios different things that can happen and you could be on the side of a road with a i don't know you your box issue or whatever you, you need to you know you go, you go to bed and at night and you think what tools you take underneath a car with you and uh, i'm lucky as well you know the, the boys i got round round me i got a, a few lads which are very very good they 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 don't just turn up and you know just, just be part of this team <laughs> they they take a passion in what they do as well um, and they could be working for WRC team any day, absolutely no problem. Um, probably better than most of them. And um, yeah, it, it's it's quite important. So as I said, they they take a passion into different things, and they throw some ideas, you know, at me. Um, and yeah, and, and we just work it out together, really. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. Let's yeah, see it. Let's see you know it what, what I'm taking from you know, this is more than a job to you. This is a passion. This is life to you. Like the you know, you want the best for your your competitors, your team. You you know, it means probably you know, say if Paul or Chris have a good result or won the rally, that would mean as much to you as you doing it yourself. Probably more. Probably more. I probably feel prouder if one of the guys out of our team win the rally than if I did won it myself. Um, not saying I could anyway, but um, yeah, I'd be. I probably the reason I'd probably be prouder is because uh, it's it's because it's it's a job and it's been a job for quarter of a century. You know, I've been doing this job for nearly twenty five years. You know, these cars full time. Um, so then it's, 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 it's like a, I don't know, like a knot on the bow, if you like, 
um, or a cherry on the, on the cake that you've accomplished what you've worked for for the last 25 years. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd be pretty proud um, if if we could manage to to do something. But obviously every other team are thinking the same <laughs> as well. So. Yeah, looking forward now to to following the RAC and and certainly I have to make the time one of these years and get over to 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 follow it properly. Um, certainly it's a, it's a cracker of an event. Um, another person that we caught up with was Michael Gilby from M Sport. So Michael would be the sales manager, um, responsible for the Rally Two cars and uh, was running the 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 BRC, uh, team uh, or entry for M Sport this year with Adrian Formo and Alex. Uh, the co-driver um just you know it was one of their ambitions this year was to take the brc championship and they won it five five events they tackled five wins they had and uh wrapped it up with um, an event to spare as well so had a chance just to catch up with michael just to get his thoughts looking back at both the brc and adrian and also you know how the development of the rally two fiesta is coming along keeping on the theme of the brc uh, Kevin, you had a chance to catch up with Kyle McBride, so we'll hear from Kyle and uh, how his championship's gone to date. So, Michael, um, British Rally Champions, uh, well done, M Sport. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, as much as um, everybody kind of expected Adrian to to do the job, um, it's still been a lot of work from a lot of people on our side, and uh, yeah, it's it's quite nice to be sitting here having got the job done without worrying about uh going to the last round as well so thank you very much and there was i'm sure there was probably you know several strands to this one was adrian taking a step back from you know top flight um wrc you know testing and development of the the fiesta rally too and also i suppose ems were wanting to show the capabilities of the car as well yeah, you've really, I think, identified the three the three main objectives at the start of the year. But um, from from my point of view, the biggest thing has been to demonstrate what the car is capable of. Uh, certainly on on national level rallies, and also the the job, the excellent job that Adrian's been doing in WRC two. Uh, it's nice to be able to demonstrate that uh, the car that I have to sell and the parts for for my day job is actually competent capable and uh, yeah able to mix it with the the cars that everybody else is uh, is selling and you know basically over the over the years so far i think it's 13 events that that adrian has competed in between the brc and and mm. wrc events as well like to yeah. have the same driver in the same car that must be fantastic for a you know a consistency of feedback I would say so. Certainly, yeah. I know that the the engineers uh, love working with him. He gives he gives great feedback, um, and you can see really in the last eighteen months, certainly since uh, since Finland last year, where we brought the new rear geometry and and aerodynamics package, the steps that we've taken with the car since then have made it go from maybe it had a little bit of a little, little bit of a struggle it had its moments but it's now a car that works well in all conditions and adrian's been a been a huge part of that and you know you mentioned all conditions you really have had a you know a wide spectrum of gravel different types of asphalt you know rough loose gravel you know big stones everything you know the whole remix yeah. like yeah. 
I, you know, when it comes to each event, is it a very narrow focus on particular things to be tested or is it kind of just, uh, you know, is, is the testing wider than that? Well, we're, we're quite limited by homologation in terms of things we can we can change, um, as I know you're aware. But but yeah, there's certainly specific focuses on on some events. Certainly, you mentioned the sort of um, surviving really rough rallies, but also then really making it a very racy car on tarmac um no you're right there are a lot of different parameters that um are considered and, and have been tested this year and and yeah um you've said absolutely right that the car is has been shown to be quick on on all sorts of different rallies so you saw that adrian was running really well in in finland this year um then surviving uh, r- right up until the final stage unfortunately in sardinia you know to be to be setting fastest time after fastest time and, and leading on merit um and then even looking at uh, looking at the british championship you know to be mixing it on on irish tarmac against experienced irish competitors you know the the, the cream of the itrc uh, and then going over to ypres and mixing it against the, the regulars in the belgian championship and we had stefan lefebvre come over so so yeah it's it's been a fantastic year for that and and yes we've really been keen to prove that the car can work everywhere yeah and, and you mentioned sardinia and i think that that was adrian's only dnf and that really to be honest was weather conditions as opposed mm-hmm. to you know driver error or anything like that or mechanical for sure, for sure, and uh, it's it's one of those that, uh, yeah, he he slides a couple of couple of inches in in a different direction, and and we're talking about how he won the rally rather than uh, unfortunately got got beached where he got stuck off the side of the road. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those, and uh, as much as it, it is nice to celebrate <laughs> great results, it's also nice to you know the, the people who are interested in purchasing and running these cars, they're they're looking at the timesheets as much as they're looking at who's standing on the top step of the podium. And you mentioned Ypres and, and Ulster, and I suppose with those two events, you know, it did bring local competitors with local knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose that ups the ante for both the team and Adrian with, you know, around, you know, the competition mm-hmm. and wanting to win and, and beat the, you know, the locals. That's for sure. Uh, and that's that's no disrespect to any other event in, in the championship, but to go to and that's some, something I think that is that this this year's uh, calendar it's the real strength of it is to go to those events. Um, and I know some people say, well, it's not on the mainland or I, I, I don't know. I know that the championship has a lot of people knocking it. But yeah, for sure, something this year that was attractive to us when we were looking at what sort of program we were going to do with with the car and maybe with Adrian um, is the idea that. You know, we'll register for the British Championship. There's a couple of rallies that we need to go and really target to get good results on because that that will be beneficial in terms of uh, in terms of sales and demonstrating the car. Um, but yeah, um, fantastic to go and do those rallies just as an experience. Never mind uh, actually how we how we performed on those rallies as well. And just out of my own curiosity, when you go to the likes of Ypres, because it's a potential WRC contender, you know, mm. could come back into the championship again. Is mm. there anything specific you're looking at then in the car for, you know, with, with the WRC in mind? Or is it is it still that focused really on Rally 2 and Rally 2 sales? Um, it's it's really in terms of, um, for sure, if Ypres were to come back into uh, into the WRC in the next year or two, then it's some something that we could go to that rally with that little bit of extra knowledge. Um, but really, uh, it's about getting the result on the rally to to promote the car but also to help us understand what makes the car uh, perform 
in conditions like those, which will benefit our other customers. Um, we've been sharing any any customer that has been doing the rallies uh, alongside us or that's been going to the same events we've been going to. Um, they've got access to the setup sheets. Um, they can talk to our engineers on event. You know, we're, uh, we're there to make sure that everybody can hopefully unlock the performance of the car. And that's that's as important as, as the result that we've uh, we've gone there to get. And, you know, looking at the, the, the BRC Championship, you had five wins out of five events, which mm. was fantastic. And, you know, again, had to dra- uh, skip an event due to clash with Adrian's, you know, WRC mm. commitments, etc. So was there a fear that, that you know, you might struggle with commitment-wise to get the championship sign seal delivered? Or, you know, were you, were you quite confident that it was all doable? Um, It's one of those where, you hope that everything will go to plan and thankfully touch wood this year has gone completely to plan um i don't even know why i'm saying touch wood we don't have to do another rally <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no it, it, it for sure you hope that everything will go to plan and you you realize that you are leaving yourself in a bit of a difficult situation if for any reason some act of god something goes wrong but uh, we were quietly confident that Adrian knew what he was doing to get the job done. Uh, Adrian and Alex, both of them. Um, we had a pretty experienced sort of engineering team and we've had some, well, everybody that's come on events has been absolutely spot on, really. we've uh, There's not been a weak link, uh, but either in Devonby or on the events. So, um, yeah, I think we were quietly confident that we wouldn't need to worry too much. But of course, with the Cambrian being uh, double points, yeah, it was always a consideration that we might be leaving ourselves kind of at the mercy of what happened while we weren't there uh, in, in San Didno at the end of this month. But yeah, um, as I say, <laughs> thankfully, everything's come together quite nicely. And the development work that you were doing throughout the year, what what areas were you focused on and what can we expect to see, you know, going into 24? Um, well, so the... As I've probably already said, the primary thing is understanding and making the car work in in different conditions and as you identified yourself. But also, yes, in the background, we've got a little bit of uh, something that we're hoping to uh, get homologated in the next week or so. We've got a a trip to uh, France, Switzerland uh, quite soon. Um, when hopefully that will all be uh, signed off and then we can talk about it a little bit more openly. But, uh, But it's been really about unlocking the potential that we know is 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 in the car it's been there since since the word go and so you, people may argue that it should have been more accessible more quickly but we've got some people that have been working very very hard to uh, to make this happen and i hope that going into next year we've got a package that's going to be capable of winning any rally anywhere so uh, so yeah that's been that's been the focus. I know in Ypres we did a little bit of development testing we've done little bits and pieces elsewhere um to be honest, the majority of the testing, though, I, I know we did two days in uh, in near Cork. I think that was April, March or April. And that's really, again, the, the focus all along has been about making sure that the car works for people who are using it out in the field. You know, our customers, we've got, I think we're up to build number 119 now. So uh, it's still um, still a lot of cars and a lot of customers that we need to make sure have got the best uh, tool available to them. That's been the focus. And with an eye on next year and, you know, the, the likes of the Toyota Yaris coming into the, what do you call it, in, in, into the Rally 2 side of things, you know, how do you kind of, you know, from an M Sport perspective, how, how are you viewing the competition or keeping up with what the competition's doing? 
Um, yeah, you always you, you need to consider what uh, what everybody else is doing, and for sure, having drivers, for example, Gregoire Munster, who I know has done quite a bit in the Hyundai, um, I, as I was working there previously. Um, then you've got a variety of other drivers. We've got a couple of guys who are doing quite well in Sweden. We've got guys who are obviously very competitive. Uh, competitive in the uk in the various national championships who've got experience of other cars so yeah you do keep an eye and it's good to get feedback of what competitors are doing but at the same time i think sometimes you can make mistakes if you're focusing too much on what everybody else is doing rather than focusing on just extracting the maximum from your from your machinery and your people and really this is what the, the goal has been this year is getting the most out of this car. I know I sound like a broken record, but, um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's the most honest way of saying it. It's, it's interesting to see the new testing videos of the, uh, of the Toyota. Um, obviously the Skoda has been very strong since that's, uh, since that's come to market at the uh, end of last year. Um, but obviously with homologation being as it is, even if we did see something on a competitor's car that we thought, Oh, that's a, mm. that's an interesting concept for sure. We, uh, we can look at it maybe when we're designing the next car. But uh, in terms of getting the most out of this car, we've really got a, and, and we have been focusing on uh, on upping our own game and getting the most out of what we've got rather than getting our eye caught by something shiny on a, <laughs> on a new car with a test livery on it. And Michael, one thing I've always been curious from, you know, with the car development and testing and all that, you know, the co-driver, Alex, in this case, you know, Adrian's co-driver, yeah. is there a role for, uh, other than doing safety notes and all the rest? Is there a role for the co-driver in this? Is there feedback sought from the co-driver? Oh, well, otherwise we'd have to put some ballast in the car, wouldn't we? So, uh, you know, it's uh, you, you need to make sure the car's balanced properly. Um, no, I'm being unfair. And obviously as a sometime co-driver myself i would never say that um no for sure i think some some co-drivers are better or less less good at uh, understanding the technical side of how cars work but certainly there's there's sometimes uh, a little bit of insight from them as to what they they feel the car is doing um especially if there's some quite I don't want to say dramatic changes, but if they're trying something quite different, then yeah, they may be feeling the car behaving in a different way that perhaps the driver may not be quite so uh, aware of. I wouldn't say that's the case with with Adrian. I know Adrian is is fantastic at that, but um, but it's even down to just keeping an eye on um, monitoring, keeping an eye on times for sure. Um, you've you've got the stopwatch in the car, but there's even little things, and it's especially necessary with uh, r5 rally 2 class cars which is just how the cockpit is to work in um see things like seating position um sort of space storage um visibility temperature um all little things that maybe i don't know if you didn't have somebody that was really thinking about it in the car maybe it wouldn't get picked up on but certainly having a competitor, an experienced and regular international competitor in the car, especially with a new car, you can pick up on things that in terms of ergonomics, in terms of what it's just like to work in it, that are really, really useful and that I know customers appreciate down to things like having a second screen that they can keep an eye on, uh, road timing on or things like that, or alarms, um, stowage space, where to put the helmets between stages. I know that um, some people... Are used to putting them over their shoulders but i know in ours and i think in the volkswagen as well you've got a net underneath the dashboard where you can stow helmets little things but it's little touches like that that can really differentiate a car from its competitors 
Hey, no, as I say, it's just something I've always been curious about. So kind of good to know, you know, there is that that input. Yeah, no, they can uh, they can be pretty busy. I think sometimes you can even get them keeping an eye on uh, on tire usage. It depends again what sort of size of team you've got going there. I think if you've got 20, 30 people and you might have your own tire engineer there, then then yeah, you maybe would not. But uh, but yeah, I think certainly on for even for national level teams where you can have the co-driver assigned to to keep a track of uh, tire sets and what you've used and what distance you've covered, things like that. Um, yeah, they can be pretty busy. And you mentioned team there, Michael. You know, you don't just win a, a BRC championship, you know, with one or two people. <laughs> no, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, and yeah, this year, I think the unsung heroes have really been the guys who have been uh, coming on events and working in some pretty atrocious weather. I know the uh, the first night in Ulster was uh, a little bit of a challenge. Um, and also, yeah, um, thankfully, we, we missed the worst of it on the track rod. But uh, but no, the the guys, engineers, mechanics, everybody who we've uh, had the pleasure of working with this year. I know that uh, Chris Roberts, Gav Grimshaw, they've been the sort of two chief engineers who've been driving the project along. But yeah, we've had a couple of different number ones, um, one of whom, Mick Gilmore, maybe a listener to this podcast. So uh, hi, Mick. Hope you're well. <laughs> Looking after a Citroen now, unfortunately, but there you go. Nobody's perfect. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's it's been, for me... Um, I know that as a coordinator, sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge, but this year has been been really straightforward. Everybody's made my life pretty easy. So uh, I don't really deserve very much in terms of credit for this. It's been everybody else's effort. Yeah, Kevin, thanks for having us on there. Um, I, for sure, it's a different experience. Not often you get to kind of experience something like that. Um, obviously, you're under no pressure to, to <clears throat> when there's, whenever there's no nobody else there. Like, but you still, you nearly have more pressure because it makes it a little bit difficult knowing that you um you can't afford to make a mistake. And when you're not in a race, it's very hard to to pace yourself and get into a good fast flowing rhythm. But um, no, it's an interesting weekend, and it's good to experience experience that like for further down the line. Even even like if you're going into um if you're <coughs> like racing down the line and and you're ahead, if you're in a lead, a big lead, like it's good to to try and manage the lead um but now we're happy enough so we're yeah and liam from your point of view like you know kyle talked about there you know not the same pressure but a different kind of pressure like that's suppose that's part of your job too is kind of you know keeping the you know the the reins pulled in from they need to be and letting them loose when they need to be as well well that's the thing yeah well really the goal was just to get a finish um but you wanted to enjoy the rally and attack the stage as best you could but uh it just had to be there, so you just had to find that fine line and not go over it. Like, <laughs> and some of the stages that you were competing on, like Dolby and things like that, you know, famous names, you know, that there's almost like nearly every corner that has claimed a victim at some point, you know, like Michael's Bend and all these kind of things. Like, it must be awesome to be driving down them stages there, Liam, as well. Dolby was a great experience, especially to get it in the dark the first night and then in the, in the light the next day. Um, so many junctions and those little islands on it. Uh, did provide its own challenges, but it was very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And and kind of you know from your point of view, like you know this is the you know the, the stages that you know that has made heroes to get you know for you to go down them at such a young age. It must be a real privilege. Oh, for sure, it's some experience. Um, getting getting the ride on on some some of the probably the best stages in the UK and Ireland. Um, 
<laughs> especially at the Friday night stage was was very interesting. I did a gravel stage on the night. It was uh first my first ever gravel stage, so it was very interesting. But no, it was some experience for sure. Yeah, and the you know with the bushwhacker there like a couple of weeks ago in the dark and all too, and like it is a completely different surreal experience from forestry rally in the daytime. There's no there's no furniture at the side of the the, the road to kind of put markers on either compared to you know going down a, a road at night. No, that's it. Uh, it makes it a little bit more trickier to pick out the pick out the junctions and stuff. But um, no, hey, it's good to experience it and. Uh, it's good learning for sure, but it's unreal experience. The even the spectators on uh, on the Friday night stage is unreal. Down to some of the junctions, the amount of people standing and uh, watching it, like it's it's unbelievable. It just brings kind of a, a different vibe, you know, to the to the rally. But that's good, very good day. And Liam, this is your your second year in now with Kyle, and like, but you know, we kind of forget how young this guy is because he's been about now for a few years, but like. He's a very wise head, and you know, er, uh, you know, on such young shoulders. Tell me about it, Kevin. Sometimes even I would forget how young Kyle is. Um, he he's like a guy that's been around around a lot longer than he has. He's very very um on the ball with things and always thinking, and uh, nothing phases him. To be honest. Mm-hmm. And like for um, you, for you to get this opportunity, simply somebody that's obviously on the up, and get you know, and to get some of the experiences, the events you are going to. For the both of you to share those experiences, it must be pretty special. Two young guys from Donegal. Absolutely, Kevin. Like even I find myself learning on some of these events, you know, and picking things up from from other navigators. Because, like last weekend, there you're running high on the road beside the likes of uh, Dan Barrett and you know guys like that. There, you can pick tips tips up from. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. And like that has to be like beneficial, you know. You'll use them every time you get in the car. You'll bring them home with you. That you know somebody else will pick up from you. And like that's the great things about rallying. It's always you're always learning. Well, we're always learning in this sport, as you know. Um, but yeah, it's been very enjoyable, and it's took us to a lot of new places this year, and you know to experience new towns and new atmospheres. It's been very good, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. And like to get, you know, to the chance to compete in, in Belgium and you know, in Kur- Rally Cardigan. Like Belgium was around the WRC a couple of years ago. Cardigan looks like it's gonna be in the ERC next year. Like this is like it must be pinch yourself moments at some point, you know, that you're sitting on the start line of some events. Yeah, it can be, yeah. And when you're doing the recce, you know, you start to recognise places and I'm like, I've seen this on TV. <laughs> you know, and, uh, to be doing the recce of them stages and those classic stages like Camelberg and stuff like that and over the cobblestones and the like, likes of April of different surfaces. You've concrete, cobblestones, you have the tarmac. It's every stage is a new challenge and it's all learning. Like, yeah. And and Kyle, like from your point of view, you know, the, you know, a few years ago you were in the junior one thousand. Suddenly you're competing on stages that were rounds of the WRC and likely to be ERC. You know, do, do you find yourself going, how did this happen so quickly? Yeah, for sure. Sometimes you have to sit back and just look at it, you know. But uh, no, as you say, a few years ago, we're doing the J1000s. And then before you know it, we're, we're doing some of the very most iconic stages in the, in, in the country. Like So, uh, yeah, some of the stages is unreal, to be fair. Um, and it's, sometimes you just have to sit back and just pinch yourself, as you say. It's just unreal. <laughs> And then, you know, like we seen like uh, a few weeks ago, Walt Crichton and Liam Regan claiming, you know, the JWRC title. 
and like this is a guy that come up from the you know the junior one thousand in Northern Ireland and all, and it, it shows the pathways there. That must give you great heart to see and having the Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy back in you that they showed that, that this is possible. Oh, for sure, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, fair play to William and, and, and blame getting it. It's, it's an unreal achievement, but uh, it just shows you what, what the, the work that the academy is putting in. And uh, yeah, it's great to see an academy member take that title. And uh, yeah, there's probably going to be plenty more of them for sure. So it's, it's looking good. Yeah, because, you know, we, we're looking from the outside, outside seeing what, you know, the, the work you guys are putting in the academy. And to be in the middle of that, they're getting the, this advice and, you know, the tips that these guys are giving you that are allowing you to develop, not just as a rally driver, but as a person. Like, it must be fantastic to be part of all that there. Oh, it's a fantastic opportunity, Kevin. Um, yeah, the knowledge that, that the whole group has, um, like we can just bounce questions off each other, other members that uh, the knowledge they have, and they'd have knowledge. They'd be asking us questions, like so. Everybody's sharing, sharing different experiences, and everybody's trying to improve each other. But like, yeah, it's, it's, it's unreal to be a part of, and it just goes to show you the work and the effort that that everybody's putting in. Um, it is paying off, and and it's just it is unreal to be a part of, to, for sure. Yeah, and like, Liam, you're you're getting the benefit of being in, you know, of the Rally Academy as well. Like you've seen what it has done. Like this is like world class, really, isn't it? Absolutely, everything's done to the tenth, and it's great to be in involved in the team and see how things go. Um, it's a different approach, you know, before and after the events, and it's it's very interesting. Yeah. And like you know, like you talked about, you know, you were learning things from Dan Barrett. You're obviously picking up things through the academy that's helping you improve. Like, are you changed your diet because of you know your involvement with uh, with Kyle and all as well? Ah, yeah. Well, I would be lying if I, if I made a big effort during my diet here. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm maybe I'm lucky. I'm a stay light and stuff, but uh, uh, I do find myself watching myself a bit more now before events and staying, you know, just keeping an eye on things like that, staying hydrated and. You know, Kyle's been a help to me and showed me things he's learning through the academy. And um, I have been, you know, slight changes and stuff, and it's improving as the year goes on. Like. Excellent, excellent. So, you know, the, the BR, JBRC has been down into the final round now in a, in a few weeks' time. Kyle, it, it's not over yet. You know, it's, it's going to be a difficult task, but we all seem to be rallying. It's not over till it's over. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's for sure. It's unbelievable to take the championship down to the last round. Um, Especially only been my first year competing in the junior BRC. Um, the start of the year, I'd never expect to be to be this far in. But uh, no, it's going to be interesting. It's going down to last round, and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big challenge. But um, no, it's definitely not over to us over as as you said we've seen like so. Uh, yeah, and like Liam, from your point of view, like. You know, will there be a different approach to the, the the last round of the championship, or is it you know more of the same? I think it'll be business as usual. Um, we have a job to do, and you know, hopefully, you know, it's going to be a challenge, whatever way it goes. But we have to be there in the evening time and uh, see how wet wet pans out. Mm -hmm. And like um, you know, like as as, as Kyle said, it's, it's his first year, you know, at this level, and like you know, you've seen from the inside the car. How much he has developed over the year, like this guy is, is destined for great things, isn't he? I believe so, Kevin. I even realised 
between each event, there's been an improvement in Kyle driving and his form and, and the setup of the car. The car is getting better each event and Kyle's driving is improving each event. And it's actually, it's strange to notice the differences each, you know, sometimes some drivers you wouldn't notice between events, but you notice Kyle moving on each event. It's getting forward and forward, you know, as each rally goes, like everything's been moving forward since I've been on, you know. Well, I don't mean since I've been on, but from that in the time span, everything's been going forward, like. Yeah. And like Kyle, you know, like Liam mentioned there, you know, the continual improvement. Do you push yourself to improve every event that, you know, do you analyse how you've done the last event? What can I do to change? What can I do to improve all the time? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a continuing. You're always trying to better yourself. Um, I think you always have to learn after an event on what went well, what didn't go well, and what you changed going into the next event. So, yeah, with that approach, if you do that to every event, you're going to continue learning and, and developing in some way, shape, or form. Um, but, no, you have to. It's, it's, it's a very tricky sport, and there's a lot of things to learn. And, yeah, you never know it all, so you just have to keep learning and keep taking it in. And it's just it is a, it's a class sport, but you just have to keep keep on pushing. Yeah, because like, I remember talking to John Coyne earlier in the year and he says about, you know, seeing OJ on the flight to Mexico, you know, going through his DVD and he was putting in the effort, even, you know, the, you know one of the best rally drivers in the world ever that still wasn't, you know, sitting back and enjoying, the, you know, the <laughs> putting his feet up on the flight. He was putting in the work, you know, Adrian Vermeul was here at the Ulster a few, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. He, you know, come and done his days testing methodically went through every detail of the car. You know, you always, always, always pushing. Yeah, you have to be like it's just, it's like a, it's, yeah, you just have to keep putting in maximum effort, um, because the preparation. I think the main, the main work is the preparation. Like the day of the rally is the handy day. Like you just jump in and you, you drive to to what you prepared yourself to drive to, mm-hmm. and obviously you have to prepare yourself that you're really confident on everything, that your nutrition's right, your your notes is right, and your car's right, and you're happy with with everything. So, yeah, if you're going with a positive mindset that everything's good and you've put really good preparation into the into the event, you, know, you just have to sit in and drive for your notes then. Well, thanks very much there to Kyle and Liam and also Michael there for taking the time. Um, also, this weekend, we have caricature uh, the final round of the Irish Forestry Championship, the Wally Luckman stages. Uh, all the, you know, the overall titles already secured by Ryan Caldwell and Arthur Cairns, who are you know going to support the event, which is great to see as well. But you know, there's a good few of the, the class battles to be sorted out, and you know the the prestige of winning that battle as well there too. So I get a chance to, to speak to Larry O'Shea and then Mackie, and they give us you know the where, what, and when kind of thing for before the weekend. So over to the two boys. Going to be another very exciting event, and um, I would say everyone's looking forward to the event now at this stage. Oh yeah, without shadow, without shadow. This is the final, the final week now, and, and and they're all into the event. Uh, a lot of work has, as, as everybody knows, goes into these forestry events. Uh, myself and the COC were out there the weekend, and now just finalising a few bits and pieces on stages. And I have to say, they're in excellent condition. Uh, the the Willie Lukeman Forestry uh, is probably. One of the few forests left running in our, in the Republic of Ireland where we have uh, traditional forest stages, you know, and they, I have to say they are in top class condition despite all the wet weather we've had. And there's ongoing works 
just to improve having as good having as good as possible for the for the for the event coming up Sunday. Yeah, like you know, Carrick and Shore Motor Club has always been renowned for running fantastic events, and the, the forestry just always put on is the second to none. You know, its reputation goes way, you know, before it's you know. So the competitors this week have been for a real treat, no doubt. Oh yeah, the competitor, competitors uh, that, that come to the event this weekend are in for a real treat with, with, with the stages that, that we're running this year. Uh, we ran them a number of years ago, and we went back. This time, just generally, just to shake it up a little bit and not have competitors getting too familiar with the terrain that we're we're operating in. So, yeah, I'd be very confident any competitor who is uh, any competitor who finishes this rally, he won't have to worry about going on the dive because he'd be able to lose plenty of sweat on the stage. Anyway. <laughs> and Larry, you know, the last two rounds, yes, there's been a lot of guys using, you know, in the the, in the north have used the bigger restrictor and one thing and all, but the you know, if they want to come out to play, you know, put on the smaller restrictor, you know, fantastic stages, great competition. You know, we've seen how good the competition has been in the, the forestry this year. This is a your last chance to get the, the gravel boots dirty this year. Yeah, well, as Liam said there, like, you know, we, we run a very, I'd say, different to what the modern forestry rally is. A lot of um, roads into wind, wind turbines and stuff like that. So, it's tighter, it's trickier, but it's it's definitely a good opportunity for that to really want to test themselves towards the back end of the year. Yeah, and the, you know, as I say, we've seen how good and how competitive the forest is, is getting, and the, the amount of you know really good top class machinery. Like, I really do think you know this could be the springboard into a fantastic championship next year. So, like, we encourage all competitors to get get the the name down the entry list. And get the last one out now before they have to put the the, the covers on her for the wonder. Well, with the way things are and how competitive things are, you can't afford to be behind and missing around. It's like being out with an injury or missing matches. Like you're just off the pace, then you're off the bile. Every event you can do, if you want to be on the pace, you have to be doing it. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know, and like as you say, like you can't afford to miss because like if you're missing out in seat time, you're missing out that you know that everybody else is doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you just fall behind so quick because the pace of it is just savage. And you see all the young guys coming through, whether they're in R5 cars or Rally 4 cars, it doesn't matter. The pace is just phenomenal. So you have to be out there and be active to keep up. Yeah. And the, yes, the overall title may be decided. But, you know, there's still so many class awards up for grabs. And, the, you know, you know the guys out there, the guys and girls out there competing for their class awards as well. Like it's you know it's got to the stage now that seconds can't the seconds separating them too. So there's a lot to be decided come Sunday as well. There's a lot to be decided, and like you said, the overall title has been decided. But there is so much more to play for out there. So we definitely would encourage everyone if there's anything on the line at all, come down and fight for it. <laughs> and and Liam, you know like. Where, you know, where, you know, as, as spectators, you know, where's the, the service area, where, you know, scrutiny and all that going to be taking place? The, from a spectator's point of view, the, what do you call it, to, to the night you set up for spectators because um, scrutiny and services uh, take place in short shipping in Bellevue. And uh, it's, it's a, a fabulous facility, really, uh, where you have, there's acres and acres of concrete yard you know, and there's parking, there's and everything. So it's it's just a fabulous, a fabulous premises for 
this this particular event, we 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 also ran other the, the Ravens Rock ran earlier on in the year, and we had our service down there, and it is it's it's absolutely it's it's a fabulous area to be to be straight about it. Yeah. But from from competitors and the whole lot, because everything you know, you have your scrutiny, your trailer park, your service area. It's all beside one another. You know, there, there's no there's no big traveling around or anything like that. It's, one is just straight across from the other. So. And like you know, this time of the year, the weather conditions can be you know not always the best. So to have a good solid base, concrete base below you means a lot too. That you're not rolling about in the muck and all of your fixing the cars, one thing and all. So I'm sure the service crews will be very welcome with that as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you on that one. The weather has been uh, very disagreeable for several events this year. But in fairness, good a bit of luck now. They can't stay around forever, you'd hope. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> so, you know, uh, what time does it, you know, we're expecting the crews to be leaving the, the service area on Sunday morning? Uh, crews are out of the service area at half eight Sunday morning. So the, the whole, this rally is basically based in uh, where everybody, we start on time and everybody gets finished, gets wrapped up good and timely. We have uh, the format that we're running is, uh, there's three stages ran twice, and there's a total distance of 65, 65, a little over 65 kilometers. And as I said, there's a, a good mix of everything within the stages. There's extremely fast stuff, there's extremely technical stuff. And you know, as I said, it's more of a test on demand than the machine. This this particular event, like as I said, yeah, you know, as, as we spoke about earlier, we say with a lot of stuff in the classes to be decided and things like that. It's, it's definitely. For, for my money, anyway, it's definitely one one event that, that that I would be definitely in the mix for doing any if I was competing any anyway, so. Yeah, and like you, you know, we said earlier about how good you know the Forrester Rally was in Ireland at the moment. Like you know, the Junior One Thousand. Like this is something that's really has become a phenomenon. Like you know, from humble begins, now there's 10, 12 competitors doing each event, and like those are going to be the stars in the, in the next few years. Well, sure, without a shadow of doubt, like the guy, the guy you see in the J1000 this year, he might be 14 or 15 or 16 years of age. Like that's the guy in three or four years' time could be traveling down the traveling down the the stage in an R5 car. Like you know, it's just, it's just the progression of it. Like we say, you know, as and for guys to to be able to gain that experience, the, the J1000 class is a serious class. It's a serious competitive class between the the, the boys that's at it. You know, and like. When when you do stand back and take take a bigger look at a look at a look at it, you know, like the experience that these boys have before they get into, we say, you know, the more expensive cars, you know, like they have a, a vast amount of experience in comparison to what guys who have went before will ha- will have at that age. You know, like when a guy is turning seventeen or eighteen years of age, once he turns eighteen, we'd say, you know, so yeah, I definitely I definitely think that. That class is it is a great class, and it's great to see it be, being so well supported as well. Like you know, so yeah, and like you know, we even look at this year, like Will Crichton, who done the Junior One Thousand in Northern Ireland, you know, whatever less eight, no, well, not even ten years ago, maybe it is about ten years ago, as a junior world champion. So it shows that the the progressions there, that you know, the supports is in place, and the MI Rally Academy. You know, we, we keep beating the drum about MI Rally Academy. But if you shine in the Junior 1000, there's the pyramid there to take you right to the very top. Oh, yeah, it is, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, you know, it's, 
as I said, you know, like like for a guy, it's hard to feel that 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 the guy or a girl of fourteen years of age can sit in a rally car, you know, with the experience of a navigator, you know, and you know, experience the whole rallying thing, you know, and like as I said, they have four years of rallying done before, you know, they we say, you know, come out of that class, and you know, the natural progression we say, you know, the MOI Academy, you know what I mean, like and so on and so forth as it goes along, like, you know, like as I said, that's a phenomenal amount of rallying to be able to do, you know, between either the forest or the tarmac, you know what I mean, like, or the different events that they can do, like, you know what I mean, like, so, yeah. is without a shadow of a doubt, yeah, brilliant, great stuff altogether. And Larry, you know, like, Sligo Pilots are sponsoring the championship this year too, and like, you know, I love the, you know, the, the wee interviews that Deirdre and uh, Kean do there, you know, as the crews are going in and out of service and one thing or another, like, that really brings, you know, the personalities out in the drivers and all too. And, you know, for, you know, the young guy in the junior 1000, it's treated the same as, the, you know, the car, you know, as your boy leading class 12 or, the, you know, the overall one or the rally. Everybody's getting a, a chance to, to mention their sponsors to, you know, to say how they're getting on. And, you know, that kind of thing, I think that's bringing a great value to the championship as well. Yeah, well, it, it makes it a very professional setup, really, that everyone coming down has their say and they have to see what they thought of the stages. And it gets them used to that um, platform and that layout where you have to be, you know, socially vibrant. And we see people who've gone before, like Craig, like one of his biggest things was how socially vibrant he was. Yeah. That was one of his shining qualities. Mm-hmm. And it's all stuff like that is. They're the small things that just help progress you and bring you along and get the sponsors, get whoever it may be into back here and help you along to what is now a, a genuine career path. Yes, for sure. That's for sure. And like, you know, your own motor club is no different from every other motor club. You know, it's the sponsors that's making the event happen for yourselves on, on Sunday as well. I'm sure you want to give a shout out to them as well. Yeah, we have to give a shout out there. We always get great support. Um, the Shoreway Group, are a great supporter of the club, James Goldman and uh, Pascal there, Christine Limestone Paris, and as well, Endo O'Brien, Shore Shipping, like Liam already said, has given us use to the yard <coughs> and the Rue Glen Hotel. Uh, all long standing partners of the club. Uh, we really, really, I think we're lucky that we are able to do this where we bring in long standing partners and aim to set up for life, really. Yeah, and the, the, obviously, because you're sort of bringing value to the sponsors. You know they keep returning again and again. So Liam, you're sort of providing good value to the sponsors, and it, it must be heartening to see them keep coming back every year. Oh yeah, without a shadow of doubt, Charlie. Like, like without, without sponsors, like every club, you know, a club is not viable without sponsors. Like you know, and as I said, like you know, like as as Larry Larry mentioned, like we say, you know, we're we're very lucky in this part of this this part of the country in the sponsors that we have. You know that they are. They're rally men, you know what I mean? Like, and women, and like, you know, like they don't have come on board, they're full on board at every event, regardless what the event is, they're full on board. There's never an issue, you know, like the hotel, the Rue Glen, and all that good stuff, you know, like fabulous food, you know, accommodation, all that stuff, like, you know, and, you know, as I said, sure shipping are always there for us, have been there for us down through the years, you know, as, and as I said, like, as a facility, like, it's a world class, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, you could run a WRC event out of sure shipping in the morning, no problem whatsoever. Like, you know, that's the sort of, that's the sort of standard it is, like, you know, and have that facility available to you, you know, it's, 
we're, we're very lucky that's about the size of it, you know, so. For sure, for sure. And like, you know, yes, entries now closed, you know, this morning, this is Thursday, we're, you know, this will be going out on Thursday. So, like, you know, we're top class event and top class entry as always. And like, if people want to go, you know, and get involved in marshals or anything like that there, I would say, yes, we're always looking for marshals and always looking for people to help out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, never thrown away help. Yeah. Anyone who wants to get involved, I would say that our Facebook page is always a good stop by, uh, Caricature Motor Club, or as the sport, and yeah, um, use the code CARICFR23. You'll find all the information you need there. If you do want to come along and give a bit of support, uh, Chief Marshal's phone number, Stage Commander's phone numbers, all that stuff is all there. And like we said, any help we can get, we're always happy to take it. Excellent, excellent. And then, oh, just to wrap things up, I suppose, there, you know, like for the ones that just want to go out and spectate, like, you know, there'll be a programme available, I would say, on the day as well? There'll be a programme available, and it will only be for sale in the service area, so that's sure shipping will be report. Um, but it's just a map and a very brief programme, just something nice and simple, but uh, it's more than enough for what you need. So thanks very much there to the two lads, and all the best to everyone competing in the... Wally Luffman now at the weekend. So, Connor, that is uh, season two, episode 30, so another one in the can. So, uh, please like, share, rate, subscribe, uh, all those things. You can find us, you know, in all the usual places YouTube, Spotify, all them kind of places you know where we're at. Uh, if you have any suggestions, please contact us through social media or pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then also drop us an email at kg, you know, crunchinggears at yahoo.com. So until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.